All right, Jabo say good morning. Let us let us begin. We are um I want to begin first by thanking our sponsors for this morning's shear to thank our Tamatora sponsors for the month of Adar, Paul and Kathy Pollock, for dedicating all the Sherman Trushels this month in memory of Paul's grandparents, Dina Bas Pesach, Zechariah Ben Zechario, to thank our Day of Learning sponsors, Ephraim and Shifra Abramson, as a Zuchus for Refua Shalema for Moshe Shalom Ben Chana Bracha. We hope that on the merit of our Tamatora, the Neshamus Lavan Aliyah, the families, right, the families in Chama, as well as those who need a refuah, should have one together with Kol Chole Yisrael. But with that, let us begin. So today's daf is Tzadik Vav 96, and we are picking up the Meretz Hashem on Tzadik Hamel Beis 95b. We're picking up about at Rabbi Eliezer Omer, which is 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, about 15 lines up from the bottom. So to just to reorient ourselves a little bit. So if you remember, again, we saw in the Mishnah, a very fascinating idea. So the Mishnah spoke about the idea that even if you have a carbon Pesach that was brought betumah, halacha lemaisa that doesn't necessarily allow all individuals who are tameh to go ahead and partake of that particular carbon Pesach. For example, for example, we saw that a carbon Pesach that is brought betumah because remember that means fifty one percent of klal Yisrael is artmeim. Tumas meis, Tumas meis. So the Mishnah said, Zavin, Zavos, Nidos, Yoldos cannot participate in that particular carbon. What the Gemara now is trying to figure out is, okay, I understand they can't participate in it, but as the Mishnah said, if they end up eating it, eating it, for example, there's no liability. So what you begin to see is that Halacha Lamaisa, whereas Tuma will not necessarily allow for an across the board consumption, we do see that once the carbon Pesach is being brought to Bitumah, certain basic Tumah standards are relaxed. So the Gemara is trying to figure out just the balance between those two things. So says the Gemara, Rabbi Eliezer, uh, Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Yochel doch kuzavin v'nichnesu la'azar v'pesach haba v'tumah. Yochel yuchayav. And you might have thought that if Zavin pushed their way in to the Azara, so, so, so let's say again, remember, individuals who are Zavin, push, they're not supposed to come into the Azar, into the courtyard of the Beis HaMikdash. They, they, they go ahead and push their way in. You might have thought that they should be Chayiv, says the Gemara Tamad Lomar, The Pasuk says, you shall send away from the camp any Tzarua and any Zav. And anyone who is Tame. So the Gemara says, When Tmei Mesim are sent away from the camp, then Zavan and are sent away as well. But if Tmei Mesim are not sent away, then a Zavan and are not sent away. So, mostly, so again, we're going to begin to see a number of these type of Tumah relationships. So a number of these different types of circumstances where, although we're going to see that Halacha Lamaisa, the only people who could eat a cup and Pesach that has brought the Tumah, are those who are Tameh Tumas Meis. Although again, even that statement is not totally true. We spoke about Tumas Sheres before. Clearly the Mishnah is indicating to me that Halacha Lamaisa, Zavin, Zavos, Nidos, Yodos are not allowed to partake. Yet, yet, the laws of Tumah are clearly being relaxed. By Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef has an interesting shayla. Listen to this. What happens if, here's the situation, Karban Pesach is being brought to Tumah. 
51% of Klal Yisrael are Tamei Tomas Meis, which means they can go ahead and come into the Beis HaMikdash, they come into the Azara, do Karim Pesach. What happens if the Tamei Mesim got a little bit aggressive and pushed their way into the Heichal? So remember again, the Heichal is what we call the primary building of the Mikdash. That is the building in which you have the Menorah, the Mizbeach HaZahav, the Shulchan, the, what we call the Kodesh, and then the curtain, and the Kodesh HaKadoshim. So what happens if the Tanei Mason went ahead and got a little aggressive and pushed their way into the Heichal? Is there liability now? It's fascinating, Shaila. Is there liability for entering into the Heichal in a state of Tumah? So the Gemara Do we say that once they're allowed into the Azara, which means the laws of Tumah have been suspended, they're allowed into the Heichal as well. Or we say, no, what's permitted is permitted. What's not permitted is not permitted. As I was say, it's, there's, a lot, there's a lot of profundity in that statement as well, which is how far sometimes one takes certain, certain permissions. Right? Sometimes you have to be makele on something, right? We, we see this, we see this, you know, we see this fascinatingly even over the pandemic. We see that from, you know, there are many, there, there are, especially, you know, now thinking back, this has been going on for a year, but you think about, again, as we went through the Yom Tovim last year, Purim, Pesach, so there were certain things that, that, that ha- we had to be makele on, certain things that by definition, circumstances necessitated kulos, it's always interesting in the dynamic of life leniencies. So kind of, do we say, you know, hecha de ishtari ishtari, certain things are mutter for certain circumstances, but that does not create an ongoing, or do you say, hecha de ishtari, or do you say, my de ishtari I'm sorry, or do you say, or do you say, mid de ishtari ishtari. So it's almost as if once something is mutter, does everything become mutter? Or no, sometimes, again, certain things have to be mutter for certain circumstances at certain times. But lav dafka, that's an ongoing thing. It's an interesting, interesting shayla in halacha, interesting shayla in life. Sigmar says, Amarava Amakra, so Rabbi says, the Pasuk says, they shall send away the Tmeim from the Machana. So from the Machana means even part of the Machana. Which could mean, which could mean that Halacha Lamaisa, even if Tumah is permitted, and therefore, for example, Tmeim Mesim are permitted in the Azara, that doesn't automatically give them a license to be in the Heichel. Amri, an alternate version. The Pasuk says, you shall send away the Tameim from the camp. To outside of the camp, you shall send them. This is very interesting. It is only when you send Tameim out of the camp that ultimately, again, that halacha the din of al michutz lamachana applies. So both say an interesting a very interesting you saw that according to this alternate version, it's only when some of the Tameim are sent, El Michutz Lamachana, that you go ahead and apply the concept to the Yishalchum Min HaMachana. So according to the second approach, once no one's being sent out of the camp, i.e. because the Halachos of Tumah have been fundamentally lifted, 
Therefore, again, interestingly enough, there will be no prohibition associated with anyone Tameh coming into any part of the Beis HaMikdash. So we'll say, it seems to be this is the conclusion of the Gemara, which is really quite interesting, that were you to have a circumstance where Halacha Lemaisa, again, Tumah was Hutra Vitzibor, so the Tzibor is offering up the carbon in a state of Tumah, even though, again, the license for Tumah really only applies for those who are Tameh Mace, you begin to see across the board kulas by all forms of Tumah, even in terms of entry into the base. I mean, that's quite dramatic. Last line, Tzavik Hamid Beis. By Rav Yosef, Doch Gutmei, this is a great case. Let's say again, Doch Gutmei Meisim Va'achalei Morei Pesach HaBab Tumah. Shabbos said, listen to this. What happens if, what happens if the Tumei Meisim, you have a current Pesach that's being offered up in a state of Tumah, the Tmei Mesim are getting a little bit rowdy. So what did they do? They put, not only did they push their way in, but they ate sacrificial parts. Imurim. They ate sacrificial parts. Parts that would normally be offered up on the Mizbeach. What's the halacha? Top of Tzadik Vav. Mahu. Midi Ishtri Tumas Basr Ishtri Nami Tumas Imurim. So do we say that once halacha lamaisa, the Tumas Basr was removed, that Tumas Imurim is removed as well? Odilma, my di ishtri ishtri, my di lo ishtri lo ishtri. Or no, maybe. The, the concept of a carbon being offered up in Tumah is dafka situation for the basar. It's not a din in the emurin. So amarava michti. Let's analyze this. Tumas emurin meheches rabbi. From where do we learn Tumas emurin? Me Tumas basar. Dixiv. Asher la Hashem. Le rabos es ha emurin. Kolhecha di isi le Tumas basar. Isi le Tumas emurin. Whenever there is a din of Tumas Basar, there is a din of Tumas in the sacrificial parts. But by Pashtus, wherever there is no Tumas Basar, there is no Tumas Emurin as well. Okay? So, by Rabbi Zera, Emure Pesach Mitzrayim Hecha Akhtrin Abose. Now, this is just fascinating. Again, these Gemaras are really just fascinating. So, Rabbi Zera asks, by the way, now that you spoke about sacrificial parts, where did they burn the sacrificial parts of the carbon Pesach? Uh, Pesach Mitzrayim, right? The first carbon Pesach, I will say. So where did, they, where did they burn the sacrificial parts? In other words, remember again, sacrificial parts are normally burnt where? Burnt where? Mizbeach. There was, Bepashtos, there was no Mizbeach in Mitzrayim. Pesach, remember, Pesach Mitzrayim. So where did they take care of the sacrificial parts in Pesach Mitzrayim? Armavei Abaye, Uman Leimalon. Man Leimalon, Dolo Shevisky Avud. So we'll say, if you look at Rashi, Rashi says over Shevisky is Basartsli Beshipur. So interestingly enough, so Rabbi Zeir Rabbi says, maybe there were no sacrificial parts in Mitzrayim and they ate everything. Shevisky means like they made it into like a, like a dish, like a roast. So maybe they just ate everything. In other words, Mehechate say that there was a din of a murid in Pesach Mitzrayim. Bepashtos, they ate everything. Vaud, Hatan Rav Yosef, Gimel Mizbechos Hayusham. In fact, Rav Yosef, this is quite beautiful. The Yunara says that there were three Mizbechos in Mitzrayim. What were the three Mizbechos, the three altars? Ala Mashkov Val Shteha Mezuzos. The three altars were, right, the, the doorway, the top post and the two side posts. Ultimately, again, those were the three Mizbechos. Now, also remember, again, what was applied to those areas was the blood, the sacrificial blood. So, interestingly enough, you know, if you want to get technical, it almost sounds like Pesach Mitzrayim had Zrika, so to speak, right? The Zrika was done onto the altar of Egypt, and the altar of Egypt was your doorway. 
But interestingly enough, there were no sacrificial parts. There are no sacrificial rites, but Pashtos, it sounds like the entire carbon by Pesach Mitzrayim was consumed. Quite fascinating. So, interestingly enough, we continue to speak about, once the Gemara introduced this concept of Pesach Mitzrayim, Pesach Doros, another Mishnah that deals with this distinction. So, Ma Bein Pesach Mitzrayim and Pesach Doros. So, where, where, what is the distinction between Pesach Mitzrayim and Pesach Doros? First Pesach. What we, we call Pesach Mitzrayim, the first Pesach, Pesach Doros, the Pesach for future generations. Pesach, a couple of distinctions. Number one, Pesach Mitzrayim Mikcho Ba'asar, V'ta'un Hazo'a Ba'agudas Ezov, V'al Hamashkov V'al Shteha Mezuzos. So we'll say, distinction number one, Pesach Mitzrayim was purchased or, or was taken and brought into your home on the 10th of Nisan. The 10th of Nisan. We call this the concept of Bikur. Bikur means the carbon was examined to make sure that it was free from blemish four days before its offering. That's a din in Pesach Mitzrayim, is not a din in Pesach Doros. Next, number two, Pesach Mitzrayim, the blood had to be applied on the doorways and on the top post, ultimately again with, with Agudas Ezov, a bundle of hyssop. So blood application with a bundle of hyssop, Din in Pesach Mitzrayim, not a din in Pesach Doros. Next, V'nechal B'chipazon, and ultimately again Pesach Mitzrayim is, was eaten with haste, Chipazon, that didn't apply to Pesach Doros. Balayla Echad, in one night, we'll have to discuss what exactly that means, because B'pashto's Pesach Doros is also consumed in one night, but we'll see. Balayla Echos, Balayla Echos, U Pesach Doros Nohi Koshima. Whereas ultimately, again, Pesach Doros applies all seven days. So we'll say, so fascinating list of distinctions. Again, we'll have to define what that last one means because it can't mean that literally Pesach, current Pesach for future generations is, is offered up seven days because you know that's not true. We'll see in the Gemara what it means. So I will say, but bottom line distinctions are Pesach Mitzrayim bought on the 10th, doesn't apply Pesach Doros. <laughs> Pesach Mitzrayim, blood applications on the side post, the top post, doesn't up, with, with a bundle of hyssop, doesn't apply for Pesach Doros. Pesach Mitzrayim, chipazen, eaten in haste, doesn't apply to Pesach, to Pesach Doros. And lastly, again, the one we don't really understand is Pesach Mitzrayim, the Gemara says, Mishnah says, is eaten for one night versus Pesach Doros for seven. We'll have to define that last one. Says the Gemara, Minolam, from where do we know this? From where do we know, we'll say, addressing the first one, from where do we know that by Pesach Mitzrayim, the carbon was, was taken on the 10th? So the Gemara says, well, the Pesach says, Dichsev, Pasik says, on the 10th of the month, they will purchase their carbon Pesach. So I'll say, interestingly enough, the Gemara Darshans, We learn from this Pasik that it's Tafka Zeh. It's Tafka this Pesach, i.e., Pesach Mitzrayim, that is purchased on the 10th. But in future generations, it does not work this way. I will say, remember again, just to give you the illustration, we saw this, we've seen this in other Masechtas, this idea that, remember, again, a lot of times, not a lot, they used to sell sacrificial animals in the Beis HaMikdash. 
right? Which makes a lot of sense because if you're traveling from out of town, you don't want to go ahead and have to schlep livestock with you. So they would sell animals, right? There was the Lishkas Hatloim. They would go ahead and sell animals in the base Amikdosh. So Bipashtas, the Gemara, so therefore you had, I'm sure you had plenty, I, I, I would think that you had plenty of people who were showing up on Erev Pesach purchasing an animal in the marketplaces of Yerushalayim or in the Beis HaMikdash itself. But Halacha Lamaisa, so therefore this din of Mikhoba Asar, the Gemara Darshans, was Dafka Pesach Mitzrayim, not Pesach Doros. So the Gemara says, sorry, Ve'in Pesach Doros, Mikhoba Asar. It was only first Pesach, we call Pesach Mitzrayim, that you bought it on the 10th, but not Pesach Doros, El But using this logic, V'hayolachel Mishmeres Ad Arba Asar Yom Lechodesh Hazeh, so we'll say the Pasik says, and you shall guard the carbon, so shall be for you for a guarding, up until the 14th of this month, which again, Pasik is referring to Pesach Mitzrayim. You would watch the carbon for four days. So we'll say, again, I would be, first wide line, Tavik I would be tempted. How do I interpret this Pasik? They're both saying the din of Bikur. The din of Bikur means keeping an animal under your personal surveillance to make sure that it does not become blemished. So based on the way you dash in the Pasuk, I would say the din of Bikur only applies to Pesach Mitzrayim, doesn't apply to future generations. But is that true? Vatanya ben Bagbag Omer, minayin letamid shetan Bikur dalidam kodem shchita. Wow. How do I know about say that the carbon tamid, a carbon tamid actually requires bikur? A carbon tamid must be kept under watch to ensure that it is free from blemish four days before that it's offered. Shinamar Tishmaru Lakriv Liba Moado Ulahalanu Omer Vahayala Khem Mishmeris Ad Arbaasar Malahalanta un bikur daladyam kodum shita. Afkan tar bikur yamim kodim shrita. So we'll say this is incredible. The Gemara makes exer shavah between Tamid and Pesach Mitzrayim. To say just like Pesach Mitzrayim required bikur four days before the carbon was offered up, so to a carbon Tamid requires bikur four days before it's offered up. So we'll say, so we do see that we learn out from Pesach Mitzrayim contemporary obligation for Bikr. Now, albeit this is being learned out for Tamid, but if it applies to Tamid, can't one make a cogent argument that Halacha Lamais again should apply for Pesach Doros as well? Tushimara says, no, shiny hasam, tichsif tishmeru. So we'll say, no, no, it's a little bit different because like we said, it's Xer Shava. It uses the same Lushan by Pesach Mitzrayim as it does by Karban Tamid. So you can make Xer Shava to say, just like Pesach Mitzrayim required Bikur, so too Tamid required Bikur or requires Bikur. But I what does the Pasik say? You shall perform this avoda in this month. And I Kedarshan that all of the avodos done during this month should resemble the original avoda. In other words, I can make a cogent argument that Pesach Mitzrayim should really mimic. Pesach Doros, if, if in not every way, at least when it comes to how you deal with the carbon, and therefore Pesach Doros should require Bikur as well, to which the Gemara says, Hazeh lemeute Pesach Sheni, dekavase. Ultimately, again, Hazeh is coming to exclude Pesach Sheni. 
Alameata, but if that's the case, Alameata Dixiv Vachlas Habas Rabalaila Haza. The Pasik says you shall eat the meat on this night, Hachanami, Tze Nechal Balaila, Vein Acher Necha Balaila. So what are you gonna dash Nabal said that it's only Pesach Mitzrayim where the carbon is consumed that night, but in future generations it's not consumed that night. Amrakra va'avarata es ha'avoda. Therefore, the Pasik says, you shall perform this avodah. So we'll say, we're going to see this over and over, that interestingly enough, this phrase va'avarata es ha'avoda is the phrase that the Gemara uses to create, to create what we'll call a carbonic consistency, to tell us that details that, which are really inherent to the actual preparation and consumption of the carbon those details remain for all future generations as well. Secondary details like bikur or like blood applications on the, on the mashkaf and on the mezuzos, those will not apply. So that's va'avarata ha'savoda. Ela hazeh lamali. So what do I do with the word hazeh? The chid Rebbe ben Azar Rabbi Akiva. So I'll say again, we'll discuss Rebbe ben Azar Rabbi Akiva. They discuss ultimately again, there's machlokas about the timing for consumption of carbon Pesach. Can carbon Pesach be eaten until the morning, or could it be consumed only until Chatzos? According to the opinion who holds that it's until Chatzos, where does he get that from? He gets it from the word Hazeh. It says Hazeh by carbon Pesach, and it says Hazeh by Makas Bechoros. When did Makas Bechoros happen? When, what time? Chatzos. Chatzos. So just like Hazeh by Makas Bechoros means midnight, so to Hazeh, according to at least one opinion, by Karim Pesach means until midnight. Okay. So I will say, when the Pasik says, by Pesach Mitzrayim, that an Aurel, someone who's uncircumcised, sorry, someone who's uncircumcised is not allowed to eat it. So I can make the argument, so we'll say maybe the halach is like this. Maybe only an RL is not allowed to eat Pesach Mitzrayim. Maybe Arelos is a dinner Pesach Mitzrayim. But by Pesach Doros, an RL can eat. Amrkra va'avarata. So we'll say you begin to see the same thing over and over. It says va'avarata sa'avoda. You perform the avoda. Namely, the avoda of carbon Pesach is the same throughout. It's the same on Pesach Mitzrayim, the same on Pesach Doros. Ella bo lamali. So we'll say, so ultimately, again, then why do I need bo? Because we'll say, here's what throws us off. When the Torah speaks about the original Pesach, it says, v'chol oral lo yochal bo. So it could, so if it, if it would have just said, v'chol oral lo yochal, I would say, okay, the Torah is giving me a din in Hilchos carbon Pesach, in general. Pesach Mitzrayim, Pesach Doros, when you say the chol arel lo yochal bo, bo rabosai seems to indicate what? Bo, you can be understood as Pesach Mitzrayim. But yet we say va'avaratas avod hazos. The avod of our Pesach always remains the same. Fine. So therefore, an arel can't eat Pesach Mitzrayim, he can't eat Pesach Doros. So why do I need the word bo? What does that come to add? Here we go. Bo eno ochel, avalhu ochel bematsu moro. Bo is very interesting. It is true, the RL cannot eat of, of carbon Pesach, but the RL can eat of matzah and mar. Interesting. Elameato, kol benechar lo yochal bo, hachenami de bo eno ochel, aval ochel hu Pesach ledoros. So, maybe I could say, when it says kol benechar lo yochal bo, so remember again, 
Ben Nechar, if you look at Rashi, this is actually an interesting phrase. Ben Nechar, Rashi says, is a Meshumad, an Apikoris, an Apikoris, a Jew, so a Jew, ultimately, again, who, who, who just simply, what's the best way, you know, a Jew, a Jew who, who, actively, who actively renounces his Yiddishkeit. So a Meshumad who goes against, goes against Torah, goes against Mitzvahs. So remember again, to be very clear, you know, a Ben Nechar is, is, is not a person who might not be observant, who might not be... This is talking about someone who's antagonistic, right? Religiously antagonistic. So someone who is actively goes against the mitzvot of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a desire to go ahead and rebel. So the Gemara says, Kol lo yochabo. So same issue. Pasik says, A benechar can't go ahead and eat Karben Pesach. So we'll say, so once again, it's that bow that throws us a little bit. So I look at that Pasuk and I say to myself, maybe a Ben Nechar, a Meshuma, the Napikores, he can't eat, he can't eat Karben Pesach. He can't eat Karben Pesach, I'm sorry, he can't eat Pesach Mitzrayim, but maybe he can eat Pesach. So we'll say, by the way, it's interesting, right? You think about this for just a moment. He's an Apikores. So why is he showing up to eat Kaben Pesach? Why is this even a kasha? So there's a couple of answers. Simple answer is, everybody likes a good meal, right? That, that's okay. Let's say, but on a much more profound level, even the Apikore shows up at some time. And Rabbi Soloveitchik says very beautifully, he says, the word tshuva, the word tshuva, is of course, as you know, from the Lashon of Lashuv, from the Lashon of to return. He says, Rabbi Soloveitchik writes, life is a circle. Life is a circle. The only variable is the circumference or the diameter of that circle. Sometimes the circle has a radius anaki. Sometimes right, it has a large radius, sometimes a small radius. Everyone comes back. Everyone comes back. Some people come back with a desire to come back. Some people can't admit that they want to come back. But for some reason, the Meshumad shows up at the Karman Pesach. The idea being never give up on anyone. Never give up on any person. Because even the Ben even the Meshumad, you'll be surprised when he walks through the door for the Karman Pesach. Because sometimes even when people put on a particular show, uh, they, they want to look like they reject or they resent deep down that the Shama truly desires and the Shama truly wants. Everyone comes back to the Ribbon Shalom. It's just a question of how, just a question of when. Pretty incredible. So I might have thought that therefore it says, I might have thought that this din only applies to Pesach Mitzrayim, not to Pesach Doros. Therefore the positive also, again, we keep coming back to the same phrase. The Avoda for Pesach Doros will be the same as Pesach Mitzrayim. Ella Bo Lamali. So why does it say Bo? In other words, again, I get that same question. Because also when you say, remember, the topic that's being discussed over here is Pesach Mitzrayim. So if you don't mean to limit the Ben ineligibility to Pesach Mitzrayim, so then why say the word Bo? El Ligmar says, Bo Hamaras Das Poselas, Vein Hamaras Das Poselas, Bitrumah. So mostly it's very interesting. It's only being a Meshumad only precludes you from eating Karim Pesach. It doesn't preclude you from eating Truma. So for example, if you have a Kohen who's an Apikores or a Kohen who's a Meshumad, Halacha I say you can eat Truma. <laughs> right? Very interesting. Very interesting. So the Gemara says, V'itzrech l'michtav aral, v'itzrech l'michtav benechar. So mostly it's actually very interesting now. Why do you have to write both aral and benechar? 
right? An Aral is someone who is uncircumcised. Ben Eichar is someone who is a Mishumad. So the Gemara says, why do I have to write both? I'll tell you why. If the Torah would have excluded an Aral from Karim Pesach, I would have said, literally an Aral, Ma'is also means disgusting. Which means is, there's something about the Aral which is physically repulsive. Right? From, from, from a Judaic perspective. There's something about him that is physically repulsive. That's why he's not allowed to go ahead and be part of the Karim Pesach. Ava Benechar lo Ma'is. Both say, this is wild, no? The Benechar, the Benechar is not Ma'is. Like the Benecha, the Meshumid, is not Ma'as. So we'll say, is, isn't this fascinating? Isn't this fascinating? So we'll say, what, what, what's, what's the Pshat over here? So the Pshat is, of course, when someone has a bris milah, there is a covenant of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that is emblazoned on their body. It's emblazoned on their body. So what, what, once you have that, by definition, whatever your hashkafas or beliefs are, lemaisa again, you're within the covenant of the Ribbon Shalom. But ultimately, again, and therefore, if you don't have that, if you don't have that covenant, there's a certain type of, of, of mios that's there. Masha'inkain, when a person is a mashumud, amazingly enough, although, again, they're hashkafas, and it's not just their hashkafas, like, their entire mindset is so spiritually repugnant, yet from a halachic perspective, they are Judaically intact, which both say is such... Is such it's such an incredible yisod that well, okay we have we have to go through this. The, the, it's so fascinating because the, the gemara is looking at two people who are removed from the fold. One removed from the fold physically because of a physical difference, and one removed from the fold because of an ideological difference. And it's so fascinating to see the importance. Remember again, this goes back to the gemara. You know the gemara. I think it was in Shabbos or Brachas where David HaMelech was in the bathhouse and he was very distressed because he felt that he had no mitzvahs. He had no mitzvahs. But then he saw that he had bris milah. His milah was with him, so to speak. So he had bris milah and this comforted him. That's the power of bris. In other words, it's, it's, it's a covenantal sign and a mitzvah that is with me no matter what. I could divest myself of all other mitzvahs except for bris. Except for bris. All right, so the Gemara says, Therefore, V'yashu'ina b'nechar, now the Gemara says the exact opposite argument. If it would have excluded Benechar, I would have said, okay, Benechar is excluded. Why? His heart is that with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But an Arel whose heart is with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he just has a physical issue, then ultimately, again, maybe he shouldn't be excluded. Therefore, it's Richa. So therefore, we'll say the Torah has to state both Arel and Benechar can't participate. Elamiyata. So we'll say when the Torah excludes a Toshav and a Sachir. So the Gemara says, once again, I would have thought it's only in Pesach Doros that they can, sorry, only Pesach Bishayim they can participate, Pesach Doros they can. The Gemara says, same phrase, Avarata, Ela Bo Lamali, Bo Hamaras Das Poseles, Vein Hamaras Das Poseles Bishuma. So I just want to point out, Rashi actually removes this entire section from the Gemara. This is because it doesn't read right. The Gemara answers Hamaras Das, which is Apikarsis. Apikarsis has nothing to do with Toshav and Sakhir. So Rashi actually removes this section. So we'll go weiter. Elmeata, Umalta also, as Yochabo, the Pasik says, you shall circumcise your Eved, and then he could eat in it. So we'll say, now I want to point out to you what that means is, if you have uncircumcised Avadim, 
they also preclude you from participating in Karim Pesach. So the Gemara says, So once again, I would have thought this only applies to Pesach, but sorry, not to Pesach Doros. Amikra, the Avarata, same, we'll say same Gemara, the Avarata, Elabo, Lamali. So why do I need the phrase Bo? So the Gemara says, Bo, Milas, Zechara, Vavad, Makeves, Ve, Milas, Zechara, Vavad, Makeves, Betruma. Well, it's teaching a very interesting Allah that having uncircumcised slaves only prevents me from participating in Pesach. But for example, if I'm a Kohen, it would not preclude me from, or prevent me from eating truma. The Pasik says, by Pesach, Mizrami can't break a bone. Once again, it's the same Gemara. It's over and over. Bo, 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 bo. That's what this is. So bo seems to be such a limiting phrase. So you can't break bones in the Pesach. When? When? Pesach. Mitzrayim, but we pass just not by Pesach Doros. Omer Kra va'avarata. This is what we say. The passage va'avarata. The avoda of this month of Pesach must be the same throughout all of the generations. So the Gemara says, "Ela bo lamali." I, but why do I need bo? Bo bebasar velo bepasal. Oh, sorry, bekasha velo bepasal. The Gemara says the din of shviras etzem only applies in a current Pesach that is kasher, not in a Pesach that is pasal. Ela meata dechsev. So we'll say the Pasik says you shall not eat of it raw. So once again, you would have said you can only you only can't eat of Pesach Mitzrayim when it's raw. But maybe Pesach Doros I can. There we'll say the Pasik says So why do I need the word Mimenu, which seems to be limiting? We'll say ultimately again, like Rabbi said in the name of Rabbi Yitzchak, namely. Namely, the halacha la meiser Rashi said over here. Paraka oral ne'amar imenu bepesach ne'amar imenu bemeiser malalon oral asr bepesach afkar. So what's said Rabbi said name Rabbi Yitzchok that it teaches me that just that it's used for gzera shava between Pesach and Meiser, and to teaching that the same way that an oral can't eat of Pesach, an oral also can't eat of Meiser. So we'll say what comes out is that halacha la meiser. Pretty, although it's interesting that the Torah goes ahead and phrases a lot of the halachos of Karim Pesach by Pesach Mitzrayim and attaches limiting words to those halachos. Bo, Mimenu, the phrase of Va'avarata es ha'avoda hazos miyamim yamima, Va'avarata es ha'avoda hazos, you will do this avoda, says the avoda of Pesach Mitzrayim becomes the ongoing avoda for Pesach throughout all of the generations with the exceptions as listed in the Mishnah. Good. Let's go right to Pesach, Doros, Noi, Kol Shiva. So remember again, the, the last cryptic statement in the Mishnah was that whereas Pesach Mitzrayim only applies for one night, Pesach, Doros applies, Pesach, Karim Pesach for Pesach, Doros applies all seven days. The Gemara says, Amai Kai, what are you talking, in other words, what is that referring to? Ilema Pesach, Pesach, Kol Shiva, Mi'ika. I will say, is the Mishnah saying that carbon Pesach for Pesach Doros applies all seven days? That obviously cannot be the case. Amadeis, Ella Achometz. Rather, refers to what say is the Israf Chometz. Israf Chometz. That whereas, that, that it sounds like what it's saying is Pesach Mitzrayim, maybe Chometz only applied at the time the carbon was being offered. But by Pesach Doros, the Israf Chometz applies all seven days. Verses one second. Michlal. The Pesach Mitzrayim la'ila echad b'sulo. Are you coming to tell me that by Pesach Mitzrayim, the Isra Chametz only applied for one night, and that's all? The Gemara says, "Vatanya, Rabbi Yosef Lili Omer Minayin la'Pesach Mitzrayim shein chimutzonoi ela yom echad." Talmud lomar la'yochal chametz. 
So first of all, even if you hold that the Isra Chametz of Pesach Mitzrayim did not span the entire seven days, it lasted for at least what? One complete day. One complete day. Which means that the Isra wasn't just for the night of Pesach, it was at least one complete day. So what does the Mishnah mean? kamar, Laila echad, Pesach doros, Rather, I will say what it means is as follows, that the distinction the Mishnah is making is, when it comes to the Isr Chametz, this is actually very interesting. So for Pesach Mitzrayim, the Isr Chametz lasted only one day, but one full day. So the night when Pesach started, throughout that first day of Yom Tiv, but by Pesach Doros, the Isra Chametz lasts for the remaining, for the six following days, for the full seven days. So, we'll say, so therefore, what comes out of the Mishnah is Halacha The distinctions between Kaban Pesach or Pesach Mitzrayim, Pesach Doros is number one, Pesach Mitzrayim, Mikcho Ba'asar, you bought it on the 10th, four days beaker, right? That does not apply by Pesach, that does not apply by Pesach Doros. Next, the sprinkling of the blood on the doorposts, right? And on the top post, Pesach Mitzrayim, not Pesach Doros. Next, also with a, with a bundle of hyssop. Next, chipazan, which the interesting of the Gemara really didn't discuss. Pesach Mitzrayim, eaten with haste. Pesach Doros, not. The reason the Gemara doesn't discuss that is why I will say. Why? That's much more intuitive. Right? Because remember again, why was Pesach Mitzrayim consumed by chipazan? Because they had to go. Right? They, they, they literally were going. So that, that, that's an understandable distinction. And lastly, again, is a din in Chametz. Pesach Mitzrayim, the Isra Chametz lasted one day. Pesach Doros, seven days. Beautiful. Let's go back to Amrav Yeshua. But say, so now it's a really fascinating halachas with Karbanas. Really fascinating. So Amrav Yeshua. Shamati, I heard, Shetmuras Pesach Kreva, Utemuras Pesach Ena Kreva. So I'll say, this is actually interesting. So I want to point out what's happening over here. We're talking now about Temura. The word Temura could be used in two different ways. There's classic Temura. Everyone knows classic Temura, right? It's classic Temura, right? I have a carbon that is set aside for a shlaman, just for argument's sake. And I say, right, animal A. I say, you know what? I don't want to offer up animal And I already designated it. I don't want to offer up A. Instead, I want to swap A for B. I'm going to offer up B. That's called Temura, swapping. You're not allowed to do that. And if you do that, what happens if you engage in carbonic swapping? I'll say, what happens? Both animals become consecrated. So there's like a penalty. Both animals come down. So when it comes to Karban Pesach, Tamura also takes on a different idea, which is as follows. I separated an animal for Karban Pesach. Fantastic. Fantastic. But say then what happens? I lose the animal. I lose the animal. It runs away. I misplace it. Whatever it is. I can't find it. So what do I do? I go ahead and I identify, right? I, I, I purchase another animal. I will say, then what happens? Then what happens? I find the first. So now I will say, that's also called Tamura. Now, again, in that case, I didn't do anything wrong. In that case, I lost my original animal. I identified, right? I designated a replacement animal. But now the Shiloh comes up with, okay, so what happens with the two animals? So now, that, so with that background, I heard that sometimes Tamura's Pesach is offered as a shlamim, and sometimes it's not. The only the farish, but I don't know which is when. Right? I don't know what is what. I'm Rabbi Akiva, Ani Farish. Rabbi Akiva says, let me explain it to you. Ha Pesach, Shalim Sakodim, Shkita Sa Pesach. 
Suppose, listen to this. If you lose your, we'll call it animal A. It's Karba Pesach. I designated animal A. I lost A. I lost A, therefore designated B. So Rabbi Akiva says like this. If you find A before you ended up offering B, so you have to allow A to graze, right? To graze until it develops a mum. Then you go ahead and sell it. And then you could go ahead and then use the money to purchase a shlamim. So similarly, the same thing would happen if you would actively try to swap out the animal. But if you find A, after B has already been offered, ultimately, again, you could immediately offer up B as a shlamim. And the same is true, ultimately, again, for the Tumor. And I will say, let's talk about this for just a moment, because it's actually quite fascinating. Take a look at Rashi at Pesach. So we'll say, so remember again, in the Mishnah's case, I have a carbon Pesach. I lost it. Right? I lost animal A, and I have a replacement Pesach now with B. So what happens? So there are two cases of Osei. In both cases, I'm finding B. What's the variable here? What's the variable? When you find B. Do you find B before you offered A or after you offered? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, just the opposite. I find A, right? A is the one that's lost, right? A was my original animal, got lost, replaced it with B. Now I find A again. The Shaila is, when I find A, before B was offered or after B was offered. So look at Rashi. Rashi says, So the first case is where I find A before I offered B. Listen to this. This is fascinating. So when A is found before B is offered, what do I have in front of me, Rabbi Osai? I have two karbanas. I have two karbanas. So now when I, off, when I end up offering up B, A can't be offered up as a shlaman. Why? Because A was actively designated as a Pesach, and it was around Bishas Shechita. So because of that, I cannot go ahead and offer up A as a Shlomim. Instead, what I have to do, so it's called, it was Nitche, it was, it was Nitche for being a Shlomim, so I have to let it graze, develop a mom, sell it, use the money to purchase Shlomim. I'll both say, Masha'inke, now you understand the second case, where, same thing, I have A, lose A, replace it with B, but now in this case, I offer up B, so I've offered up my current Pesach, and I find A afterwards. When you find A after B has been offered, you could immediately offer up A as a shlamin. Because since A was not extant, since A was not there, at the time the current Pesach was being offered, its identity as a Pesach is not solidified and concretized, and therefore when you find it, you could offer it up as a shlamin. Let's see, you hear, that, you hear that distinction? So again, we're, we're, we're going to see it more in the Gemara, but that's my introduction. Says the Gemara, Valema Pesach Karav, U Pesach Eno Karav. So I'll say, this is actually interesting. Why do you say, why do you have to say, Pesach Kreva U Timuras Pesach Eno Kreva? Why don't you just say there's a case where the Pesach is offered and the Pesach is not offered? Says the Gemara, HaKamash Malan Deika Timuras HaPesach Telo Karva. To teach you that there's a case of Timuras Pesach, there is a case where you have a substitute karm Pesach where it's not offered up. So it says the Gemara, Itmar Rabbah, so Itmar Rabbah, Amar Kodem Shechita, Ula Achar Shechita Shaninu. So it says, as, just as the way I explained it to you before, 
Everything depends. We'll say, right, what you do with A. Remember again, A was the original carbon that was lost and then recovered. How you deal with A, namely, there are two possibilities. Whether you can immediately offer up A as a shlamim right now, or you have to let A graze, develop a mum, sell it, and then use the money to purchase a shlamim, that is fundamentally dependent on when you find A. If you found it before the shechita of B, or after the shechita of B, Rabbi Zera Amar, no. Kodim chatzos, ula akar chatzos shani. Rabbi said, this is fascinating. Rabbi Zera says, no, it's fundamentally dependent on Fundamentally dependent on, did you find it before Chatzos of Erev Pesach or after Chatzos on Erev Pesach? Because both say, what that will depend, therefore, is, you know, do you have another carbon that is ready to be offered or not? So the Gemara the Mishnah says that what you do with A is fundamentally dependent on Shechita. Eima kodem zman shechita sapesach. Abizero will say the Mishnah meant to say zman shechita sapesach. Kitanoi, the Mishnah says malogis tanoim. Hapesach shenim to kodem shechita. Eva karam pesach is found ultimately before shechita. Yira yira. Then you go ahead and you set it out to graze. It's the same process. You go ahead and you let it graze, develop a mom, then use the money to purchase the acher chatzos yikari. But if you go ahead and you find it after chatzos, then halacha lamaisa again it could be offered up immediately. So we have to stop over here. But just understand, this is really an incredibly riveting sugya. So we're going to see again that halacha lamaisa, what what you do ultimately again with a carbon that is lost and found. Whether you could offer it up immediately or whether halacha lamaisa, again, you have to let it graze, is going to be fundamentally dependent on when you can find it. I will say, we'll pick up here tomorrow. Just to remind you, Mir Sashem, tomorrow, again, Shir starts at 5.45 a.m. Davening in Mir Sashem is at 6.30. And also, we'll say, there's a basket for Machtis Hashakel, if anybody wants to inform them. It's right by, right uh, between Kamen Akiva and Menachem Shofal, right over here. Let's say, Shikayach. Yeah.